0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of Left Bench in Season 2. It's been a great year. Evan Deck is your host here. No Dante Esposito, but I do got two of my great friends from home, one of them being AJ Horn. You. AJ, what's
1: up? What's up? How you doing, buddy?
0: How was the trip up here?
1: It was fun. A little long, but it was good.
0: And then sitting right next to him is the one and only Mark Rudo. Hey, how you doing? Thanks, Thanks for having, having me doing. out here, buddy. It good. Yeah. Alright, just- so we're going to get right into it Starting with the headlines of the week NHL playoffs, starting with a bang As you may have seen Maybe the most entertaining NBA playoffs in recent history And has the MLB lost its scoring touch Before we go into the NHL section we got the keeping tabs section As someone has done something bad NHLer, ex-NHLer Mike Ribeiro Has two charges of sexual assault On his name now Not good for Mike Ribeiro you don't like seeing that stuff in the NHL. Um, you rarely see it in the NHL, though, and hopefully nothing like this happens. Um, I remember watching him play as a kid. I don't remember too much about him because he was an earlier player in our lifetime, but you hate seeing stuff like that happen. No place for it in any sport. All right, get into hockey now, because we don't want to talk about the bad news for too long. Kyle Clifford, a Leaf, was suspended for Game 2. It looked like it may have mattered as the Leafs did take that game. The NHL Giraffe Lottery is four days away, and as we are all Devil fans here, we should all be very excited for that. Uh, The Canadians do have the best odds, then the Coyotes, then the Kraken, Flyers, Devils, and finally Blackhawks and Senators... Uh, the consensus first overall has been Shane Wright for uh, quite some time now. I'm sure you guys have heard about him before. Yeah. yeah. And uh, other notable names are Logan Cooley, Matthews Foy, and Brad Lambert. They should all go in the top ten. We're going to do a little uh, lottery sim here on my laptop. And Arizona gets the first overall pick with Montreal getting the second. Both of those teams, as you know, need them. But Montreal probably more so as they fell off from a Stanley Cup placement last season. And that was not expected. And uh, as the Devils... We don't need a player. We got a great prospect pool. But, I mean, it can't hurt. If we yeah. get one of those top-ranked players, I won't be mad. But I also wouldn't mind us maybe trading for a goalie.
1: Yeah, that's smart. Because I love Blackwood.
0: He can't stay healthy for the yeah, life yeah. of him. And it's it's brutal to watch. And then we signed Bernie, I think that would do something. He got hurt, too. And then we cannot forget the infamous Corey Crawford signing. <laughs> How many double games did he play? Zero. Greatest signing ever, I think. Uh, NHL analytic reporter Wayne Gretzky Or as some of you may know him as the gray one Gave his public NHL playoff bracket His Stanley Cup matchup was St. Louis Blues versus the Carolina Hurricanes And the Hurricanes won the series On the post where Gretzky broke down the finals The Edmonton Oilers Instagram Commented, ouch If I'm Wayne Gretzky, I'm not picking the Oilers either I don't care how many cups I won the team That team is brutal, Mike Smith can't stop a Beach ball, even though he just (laughs) had a shutout but game one, Mike Smith could not stop a beach ball, and Wayne Gretzky's got something going on. You got the Carolina hat on right now, AJ.
1: Uh, I want Carolina to win. They, it all they got depth.
0: They don't give you any time to do anything on the ice. They mm. suffocate you. Great scoring and good defense. But the goaltending, we'll talk about that now. Mm. Pasternak skating right into the goalie.
1: Unnecessary. Unnecessary.
0: I don't think he was on purpose though. But he definitely could have mm. done more to get out of the no, way. Yeah, yeah. But then something that is a hundred percent unnecessary and has no place in hockey, no place in any sport is. Carolina fans went to Wikipedia and changed David posternock's Wikipedia page to say that he was the cause of his son's death when his son died way back a couple months ago in the summer obviously that's not true and people making up rumors like that is ridiculous and it just ruins the sport it's a sport there are people too you wouldn't want them saying that about your family you don't want to be going around around like that and it Ruins the sport. For people who are going to look differently at hurricane fans now. Mm-hmm. Sadly, yeah. just like how Ranger fans were throwing stuff at um, Jeff Carter after Jeff Carter gave Mr. Sturkin. Yeah. You don't throw stuff on the ice. You mm-hmm. don't comment on th- people's Instagrams. You don't change Wikipedia. Who changes Wikipedia anyway? Yeah, it's weird. Who's thinking? Let me go on the Wikipedia and changes because the whole world's going to see it. Um, Goal tending now in the NHL. The amount of goals each night has gone up besides the last night. The first night, there was 22 goals in the playoffs. Second night, 23 goals. The third night, 29. That was a night with a couple five-goal games. And then last night, a low of 18. Goaltending has not been too good. Watching the Hurricane Series, you saw that on the Bruins side. Yeah, Bruins not looking good in net. Um, Tampa Bay got blown out one game. Then the Leafs got blown out. Almost every team so far has been blown out once. Boston happens to be twice. As we break out of this uh, playoff bracket, uh, that series 2-0 Hurricanes right now. Uh, Bruins are a good team, but you can't really beat a team that just suffocates you right away. Their goaltending situation ran to out. Frederick Anderson out. Now they got to rely on a third string just like the Penguins do, but I do not think it's going to matter. And AJ, what do you think this series is going to be wrapped up in?
1: Game five. You think five? Game five? Yep. Rudolph, what do you think Bruins
0: Hurricanes is going to be wrapped up in? Right now, 2-0 Hurricanes. I mean like knowing the Bruins
2: and knowing how they have like they can win and they're they have a long legacy of just winning. Yeah. I'm not a Bruins fan in any type of way. I respect every single one of those guys because they're really good players, but I really think it's gonna go to six. Really? And exactly. Carolina
0: winning that? Yeah, yeah I have Carolina yeah, winning well, it, sadly. but with two already, they have to win. <laughs> Mathematically, it wouldn't hope. be possible. Mathematically, <laughs> that would have to work. And um, in that second game, Bruins' new defenseman, Hamptis Lindholm, absolutely obliterated by Shveshnikov. Mm-hmm. Just hearing that hit, sounded like a bus accident. That was a heavy hit. You saw him getting up off the ice, stumbling, couldn't stand, didn't know where he was probably. You hate seeing a player in a vulnerable state like that, but you love seeing physical hockey, and that's what playoffs comes down to be. And I mean, I don't want to be hit like that no. in a game. That would that would hurt. No, coming around the net like yeah. that is. Hey, gotta gotta scary. keep your head up though. He had his head not in the right place, and he paid the consequences for it. Other series, two Atlantic teams: the Maple Leafs and the Lightning tied at one. Tampa Bay did not show up whatsoever to Game One. The Leafs still look good, but they still take dumb penalties like Kyle Clifford's suspension in Game 1. And then in Game 2, Tampa reminded us that they're two-time Stanley Cup champions back-to-back and went on the power play, scored in all their power play attempts, and that's how they tied the series. I like this series. I could see going to six, six or seven games, probably seven. Both teams deserve to win, but I got the Lightning winning this one. I can't see a two-time Stanley Cup team getting out in the first round, especially to a team that's known to be first-round chokers. Joe, what do you yeah, think about that?
1: I mean, I want the Maple Leafs, but the Lightning, probably in six. I have the Lightning in six.
0: No. I got to break up this
2: chain here and be like, Leafs in seven. Leafs in seven, I like that. Mm. But it, I, if my math's correct, I might be wrong with this. Game seven would be in Toronto. Yeah. yeah so, knowing Toronto being an <laughs> awesome hockey town, that would be awesome. That Secondly, the play of late. Matthews recently... There was one I saw in game two. He had a 1-4 four four check that caused Mitch Marner to get a goal. He literally caused that whole goal to happen with making a big hit in the corner and then poking one out. I was like, that's a sick battle right there. And that's
0: not Matthew's game type. He's a sniper. He's a playmaker. He's not laying the body forechecking like that. But when you see your star players playing at that level, that makes the whole team want to play better. And it's really a driving force. And That's what a leader should do. And maybe if the Leafs do have a quick exit here, maybe they think of getting that C off of John Tavares' jersey and giving it to Matthews. Because I think he deserves it. Moving down to what I think so far has been the best series, the Rangers-Penguins tied at 1-1. Game number one went to triple overtime. Casey DeSmith started the game, but backup goalie Louis DeBing, ex-devil, ex-half of the NHL, honestly, he's been on like 90 teams, was unexpectedly thrown into the game in the second overtime. The Penguins won in overtime number three with off a of Malkin Tippin, uh, the Devil's Legend had 17 saves in his time playing. And after the game, in the interview, he said between the first and second overtimes, he ate spicy pork and broccoli, not thinking he was going to be able to put in. As a goalie, you're sitting there. That's almost a whole other game. They That game almost went for two games straight with having three overtimes. You're cold. You're sitting there. You're doing nothing the whole game. I don't know how Louie was able to go in and play that well, especially not being a good goalie. He's not known to be a good goalie. He's a third string. Their starters originally hurt making Casey dismissed start, but it's uh, very impressive to see him win that. Um, the only reason this game was even in overtime, though, is because a goal that was called off in the third, capo-capo, skated right into the net uh, with Penguins defenseman Brian Dumoulin right next to him with body contact, but there wasn't a physical motion, so the goal got overturned. A lot of Ranger fans unhappy about that, but the rule is there has to be a pushing motion, a shove motion, and there was not, so that's why the call was made. Obviously, you're not going to be happy if it's a call against your team, but in the end, you gotta look at the rule book and be like, okay, maybe I should stop complaining. <laughs> and in game two, the Pens lost, but twice after the Rangers score, the Pens would score right back. Uh, answering quicks always key in any hockey game, but especially playoffs. So if the Penguins could maybe get a goaltender back healthy, I think they could maybe upset the Rangers here. But I still have the Rangers in. Five or six, honestly. AJ, what are you thinking about this one? I think Rangers in six. I like that. Rudolph? I'm saying Rangers in five. Yeah. I'm
2: not the biggest Ranger fan. My no, family's no. all Ranger fans. None of us but, are. No, no, <laughs> no. It's always heartening to see the yeah, town rival in the playoffs and your team. Is yeah, you got to give credit where credit's due.
0: They're a great team depth goalie, Shosturkin. He got ran by Jeff Carter, as mentioned earlier. I think he'll be fine. But if he gets out, though, I definitely have my money on the Penguins. Yeah. I don't think Gorgiev can play in the playoffs. And finally, the final series in the East, it is Panthers versus Capitals. Now, I thought this would be a sweep for the Panthers, but I was wrong, as the Capitals already they won game one. Um, there are teams called regular season teams where they cannot perform in playoffs, and if the Panthers keep this up, where they lose in the first round, they're going to be a regular season team. But Broski could not stop a puck in the first game, and then the second game, Vitek Vanecek of the Washington Capitals couldn't stop a puck, so I think it comes down to who wants to save the puck more, and... Ovenchkin can score but as a team the Panthers are just so elite and they just know what to do with the puck every time they get it like Barkov got the puck on his stick one dangle passed to the front and it was a goal and that was like a minute and six seconds after they scored another one so they're just a very relentless team but I'm still uh, I have Panthers in five now after Capitals getting this one win I can't see them getting another one AJ I I
2: have Panthers in six I also have Panthers in six but you know going off of like but Browski's not totally like sound. I, no, I don't never think he's goalie sound at all. He's a great goalie, but paying him ten mil. I don't. Oh. I've I've not seen him plays a ten million dollar goalie yet.
0: Well, there's only been one player to ever make the Stanley Cup Finals who's making double digits in money, and that was last year was Carey Price, the first ever player to make dou- who's making double digits to make the Stanley Cup Finals. So paying players that much money may not be the wave, and you see with Bobrovsky, it's not working. And honestly, if he keeps playing bad. Their backup, Spencer Knight, USA hockey goalie for the juniors a couple of years ago. I wouldn't be mad putting him in. I think he could outperform Bobrovsky any day of the week. Going to the West, Wild Blues 1 1 series. Game one, a hat trick for Perron, all in the power play. Shutout win for the Blues. They were outshot that game, though, which is a trend in this series, as in game two, the Wild were outshot by the Blues, but the Wild won. So it seems if you get less shots in the series, you're going to win. Um,. Kaprizov did get a hat trick in game two. One was an empty netter. Uh, I love Kaprizov. He's one of the most electrifying players to watch. And seeing him out in the playoffs with a competent team and a good goalie like Flurry back there, I think the Wild could actually make some noise here if he continues to stay hot. I know you're a big fan of uh, Kaprizov, AJ.
1: Yeah, I love Kaprizov as a player.
0: What do you think the series is going to end up in?
1: I got, personally, I got Blues in six, but I could so see a World with a Wild win. With a little bias since I'm heading out there, I'd say Wild in seven. Yeah, I mean,
0: you maybe can catch some wild games out there when you go yeah. going to St. Cloud. That'll be fun. And they're only going to get better. They yeah, still have a true. lot of guys in their prospects. This is kind of just a team where they're like, hey, if we make it, we make it. But if we're not, it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. because we do have this youth. They're not like Boston where Boston's two or three years yeah. where Bergeron's not going to be good anymore. So you're going to have some fun hockey to yeah. watch out there, especially with the college too.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sure I'll talk about that when that happens again. Rudeau?
2: Um. Yeah, going. I listen. I like both these teams. I can personally see both of them like going on pretty deep. But like, Saint Louis is just so deep. They're such a deep team. Like I, like Tarasenko coming back into like full form is scary to watch for like if you're on the other team. But then you see like on the wild Kaprizovs. Kaprizov, I can't really critique him, but. Matt Boldy coming out, that's a yeah. That's a big win for
0: them. Straight from college, we were talking about him in the, earlier in the year when he was in college, and he's playing really good. Um, he's actually one of the Wilds leading um, assists in the assist guys for like, games played, like if you average it out, he's like leading them with average per game. And uh, veterans, too, they got veterans. Zuccarello still out there. He's still playing great hockey. And, you know, maybe it's fallen a little bit off since being a Ranger, but you'll take the value for it. And Fleury obviously being a net 9 mil contract, but you're taking him for one year. Get a better goalie for a playoff push, if not. But Flurry, known to be a playoff performer, so I could see that happening where he just carries maybe. And I wouldn't mind. I would love to see another Flurry Cup. I love, I love Marc Andre Flurry. But what you were saying is how you could see them going even further. I like that idea of the, those two teams going further. But sadly, they do play the Colorado Avalanche in yeah. the next round. Assuming Colorado wins. Colorado uh, should definitely win. But, like, assuming everything everyone happens... Last night, right? uh, they actually did win in overtime. Yeah, two overtime, one. though. 2-1, yeah. Overtime, and that's a We'll talk about that. Know. But I would have them going pretty far. But, like, Avalanche are so good. And we'll definitely I talk about it's the Avalanche a little it's bit not more. It's fair. Yeah. All right, Oilers-Kings. I already heard talk. Uh, heard me talk about Mike Smith. Mike Smith is garbage. Game one, we probably could have done a better job in that. It was atrocious to watch. I feel bad for McDavid to dry silo You can only do so much as a forward. Can't go in and stop every puck. Can't do everything. But then game two, Mike Smith puts up a shutout. Cap uh, The Oilers take a series tying 1-1. They're just going to have to figure out um, the goaltending situation up in Edmonton. And they could have a solid team. Um, Jonathan Quick, obviously, for the Kings, that was a playoff performer, just like Flurry. so it's going to be tough to crack him. But I think if McDavid and Drysdale can stay consistent, and I mean consistent, I mean like touching the puck every time the puck goes in the net, they could win. Like in Game 2, either McDavid, Drysdale, or Evander Kane had a point on every goal. If one of those guys can have a point on every goal, this team's going to win the series. And the fact that I'm relying on Evander Kane... Mr. Keeping Tabs on I talked about him on Keeping Tabs so many times. If I'm relying on him to win you a playoff series, you know you got to fix something about your organization. <laughs> yes, but don't forget about Kyler Yamamoto. Oh, Kyler Yamamoto is actually a great player. Um, I he gets a little bit of hate because he plays with McDavid and everyone's like, oh, you're playing with McDavid. Obviously, you're going to put up points. But I thought he was I, playing with this Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. They changed the lines recently. Oh, I didn't know. No, um, like that might have been because I remember it was earlier in the season when he was playing yeah. with McDavid. I'm like, everyone's anyone's going to play good with McDavid? But then um, I got the Oilers in this one, personally. I just think McDavid can't lose this playoff round. Like, physically, I think he could just dig it in deep enough and do those dangles where he's going through the whole team.
1: I got them in seven. It's going to be a long series, though, if they win. I think, personally, I have the Kings in seven.
2: I like that one. Rudolph, who you got? Yeah, I got to say, like, you know, thinking about it, like, you know, McDavid's now been in the league a little bit longer. He's more of not totally a veteran, but he knows how to win now. You know, putting up multiple hundred, like, hundred-point seasons. I, I can't say, like, dude. It's it's insane thinking about it. As, like, you know, he's a couple years older than us. I, I don't... It's insane. So, I got to say Oilers in, like, six.
0: Yeah, I like that. All right, now this one. Game one, seven to two, Avalanche. <laughs> You're not. The poor, the poor Nashville Predators in game one, honestly... 7 goals in game 1 You can't What do you do Against that team You can't really do Anything against them But then game 2 They do not start David Riddick Who's a backup Because Soros got injured In the regular season Playing him in a game That meant nothing So Ingram Don't even know his first name Because I don't have That written down But Ingram came in Played well Took him to overtime Never thought they'd even Get there in the series But the best game so far For Nashville I don't think they're Going to ever win a game I think this game Is going to be pretty much 4-5 or for the uh, avalanche well, good job for Nashville for getting them into overtime. AJ, I think it's gonna be pretty much close to a sweep or five.
1: Yeah. Probably five, game five. Rudolph close to a sweep
2: or game five for I, I feel like they can probably push a game five, but you know, coming off of an overtime win that's kind of like a kind of eye opener for Colorado, be like, Okay, it's total it's we're still in the NHL. It's yeah. not like a total cakewalk. Still
0: gotta play hockey, still yeah. gotta show up. Um Colorado left the score up on the board from the 7-1 or some from the 7-2 game for the practice for Nashville So Nashville had to skate around and every time they looked at the board there was a nice 7-2 score there So that's definitely maybe made Nashville want to play a little stronger a little head game stuff there You always like to see that there's always some antics when it comes to playoff hockey One of my favorite antics was from the Bruins series when they played Vancouver Nathan Horton and Tyler Sagan brought water from Boston and sprayed it on the ice in Vancouver in game seven and then they like said they won on Boston Ice because it was like water from Boston and it froze over. So that's always cool. Always love seeing superstitions and stuff like that. And superstitions, the Flame Star series. I'm superstitious about both these guys and never predicting any of these teams to win anything in the playoffs. The, Johnny Gaudreau, loved the guy, New Jersey guy. Can't play in the playoffs. So many of these teams cannot perform in the playoffs. And Flame Stars is just who's gonna perform a little bit better. Both games, low scoring. Um, both shutouts, total of three goals in the entire series. Very boring series. I got whoever was winning this in five or six or seven. I probably six or seven. Actually, I shouldn't say five. And I think it's just gonna be the Flames with their defense. Their defense is pretty stout.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I have the Flames in seven. Yeah,
2: I gotta say Flames in six. But you know, going off of the Johnny Goudreau comment, you know, even though he has a breakout year again which in is, the regular season, yeah, in the regular season playoffs.
0: He's kind of been invisible. I don't want to say that because he's such a good player, but it's early. It's early. It's it's really early. But at the same time, you're putting up 100 points a season. Yeah, you got to do something in the playoffs, and that's going to affect his contract. He's a free agent at the end of the season. He's not going to get that big money if he doesn't play in the playoffs. And if he does, whatever team's giving him that money is crazy, or they just have a lot of money to spend. Speaking about money to spend, could very well be a devil. I don't know how I feel about that because he's not the best playoff performer. But I'll take some regular season points. (laughs) And uh, speaking about the Flames, my roommate, Sean, he also has got a podcast. He thinks they're making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. No, I don't see that happening. No, no. I, was, I, like, I can see the making of the Western Conference Finals, but then they would have to face the Avalanche, and I can't seem to be in the Avalanche. And then final takes of the hockey section for Season 2 of Left Bench. Um, if things hold out the way they are looking so far this round, my bracket is toast. So I had Boston (laughs) winning it, but as of now, it's either going to be Atlantic team or uh, the Carolina Hurricanes from the
1: east and from the west, it's going to be the Avalanche. You guys want to throw me who you guys think could be in the finals? I think, honestly, the Hurricanes are strong enough to make it to the finals. And that might be a little biased, but then I have, obviously, the Avalanche as a powerhouse in the west. So we have, like, I
0: can easily see three teams coming out of the east alone? The east, I literally could see every team coming out of the east, besides injured goaltending Penguins... If they get healthy, I could definitely see them doing stuff, and Washington, and right now Boston. But if Boston wants to play to Boston hockey, where that perfection line scoring, that power play penalty kill is the top in the league, I could see them doing it, but right now, the way they're playing, definitely not. And like I'd say, Carolina is the best team coming out of the East. Tampa Bay, Toronto, the Leafs. I mean, not the Leafs, the Panthers, four. And I, can see all, I can see them all making the finals. Yeah, so. honestly, honestly Rangers, thinking about it again. Yeah. Really, Rangers are the worst scoring team even strength in the playoffs right now. Like, from the oh, teams really? in the playoffs in the regular season, they were the worst even scoring. And if what comes to happen, like me and Dante think how goaltending is actually going to step up as has, how it should be because this has been a very high-scoring season, the Rangers won't be able to compete because the other teams – like say, I think the Rangers average, like, three goals in a regular season game. Say they get one goal, every team averaged four in the regular season, so they get, like, two or three in playoffs. So I just don't think if you average it out, the math's in the Rangers' favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of can—I can't
2: really see—I only see really Colorado coming out of the West. That it's a, That's a powerhouse, but they do have to go through St. Louis. I, if they if St. Louis wins this game, they have a really strong defense. And as of la, I how many years ago did the St. Louis play Colorado and St. Louis won? Three? Four? What, in the playoffs? Yeah. Three, yeah. Three years ago. I mean, that that could happen again, but I could see those two coming out of the West— but, again, the East is a powerhouse going. I personally think it's Leafs. Yeah. You're a big Leafs guy, though. Yeah, listen, I just like the players on the Leafs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what makes the team. True. But, you know, I just feel like they, they play such a sound game when they want to. And then sometimes they blow up, which is
0: fair. It's they, the blowing up that's scary, though. Oh, yeah, of course it is. And their goaltending's a little shaky. Campbell's if, not the best. If Soup can get his stuff together. Yeah. And... Like the West I see is like there's one dominant team, that's the Avalanche. And then there's a lot of like wild card, dark horse teams that you definitely could see a way where they could pull it off. The Blues are one of them, Wild are one of them. And the Flames and Stars are those teams. They have the caliber players to do it. It just matters if they want to line things up and do it. All right, we're going to move over to the association right now. Not much to happen as they take a lot of breaks in the basketball. Like last night, there were no games in the playoffs. I think that's abysmal scheduling.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, before we talk about the games, one more award has been released because they don't do an award ceremony. They just release it while they're at practice and stuff. The sixth man of the year was Tyler Hero. Um, I 100% agree with this one out of the nominations. It was him, Kevin Love from the Cavs, and Cameron Johnson from the Suns. Tyler Hero could honestly yeah. be starting on a lot of these other playoff teams. So if he's coming off the bench he should and he should be starting on some teams, he deserves to win it. Um, in the series right now, we got the Sixers losing to the Heat. That uh, absolutely painful. Joel Embiid has been out for those two games. Um, James Harden is not what he used to be, sadly. If we did have old James Harden, though, I think that would make like, a lot big of a difference. Tyrese maxey has been playing really well, and that's good for the future of the 76ers. But right now, we need to win now. And without Embiid, it is not looking like that should happen. And not, ha- like, not having Embiid just shows why he should just be the MVP guy more, because the Sixers can't do anything without him. And that's just what the MVP is, most valuable player. Anything you guys want to say about this? If you don't have anything, you're good. But. I
1: mean, besides the point, of, I, th- I do think the Heat are going to win this series, and I yeah. do believe the Heat are going to go far. I actually, the been Heat been in the five, the Heat in my five. Been a for a couple of years yeah. now, so.
0: And then uh, Celtics Bucks tied one one. I actually love this series. It's really Giannis versus like such a stout, strong defensive team. The Celtics have been saying this all year, just play such team basketball, and that's hard to beat. And that's why the Nets didn't beat them because the Nets are a superstar team where they have a couple guys playing the ball when the Celtics have everyone playing the ball. And uh, Jalen Brown had a great game too, while Drew Holiday for the Bucks had a great game one. Moving out to the West, the Suns are beating the Mavericks here 2-0 in the series. So I got the Suns in the five. Suns heat is my finals. I'll just say that now. I think that's pretty fair. No, yeah. I can see the Warriors maybe doing that, but right now the Grizzlies are giving the Warriors a series. It's one one. It's very physical. Draymond got ejected from game one. Um, people are ca- calling John Moran for carrying the ball now. People are getting a little too nitpicky with basketball. Obviously, like when they carry the ball over with their hand, you can't call that every single time, and there's gonna be a whistle every possession. So I don't think Warrior fans can get nitpicky at Ja for doing that. Um, Basketball, I definitely say, though, as I said in the headlines, is definitely more interesting because for so long it was like, okay, how many games is it going to take the Warriors to get to the finals and how many games is it going to take LeBron to get to the finals? There wasn't much interesting. There was no upsets. There was no intensity. Now there's some teams you might not know who's going to win. There's back-and-forth games I like with this, and it's not predictable. There's teams like you don't know who's coming out of either of these conferences when it comes down to it. Like There are favorites, but there's no one who's truly – like LeBron James or Steph Curry yeah. when the Warriors were really good. Final takes for basketball before this season ends. I got sons of Warriors from the West and Heat. And if I could pick another team from the East, I'd say Celtics. Yeah. But I pretty much say the Heat.
1: Same thing with me, honestly. If Heat yeah. stay healthy, because
0: they got a little bit of their injury problems too. Yeah. All right, heading over to the MLB now. Talking about, well, this game just caught my eye. The Mets were losing to the Phillies and scored seven runs in the ninth inning and one.
1: Yep. What do you do in Philadelphia? How how do you do that? I don't really have too good of a bullpen besides their starters. And they just lost after Lindor's home run, they just absolutely lost their touch on their pitching and then just started hitting the ball, kept hitting it, doubles, singles, triples and and it seems disastrous. like
0: once the the like the damn gates open it just all flooded yeah, through like yep. cuz one like I, I looked at the score in the 4th and it was like a massive blowout yeah, was, 7-0 I think it was. Yeah. And then I'm looking at it the ninth, and it's like 7-3 like or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like okay. And then by the end of the game 8-7 they lost. I'm like okay, wow, that turned around so fast. Yeah. Um that was a high-scoring game, but scoring so far throughout this baseball season has been at an all-time low since 1980. A 1980 runs per game was four. Right now, it's 4.04. The difference is because of the deadening of the balls. The MLB wants more balls in the outfield, which make it more of action with the players running around, catching diving plays, which there has been more highlight reels of. But that also means less home runs. With less home runs, the score is going to be lower. Players are obviously going to adjust to the balls being different, and they will be getting those home runs again. Uh, CBS Sports did a study and used one hit as an example where Dodgers player Cody Bellinger smashed the ball off the plate, looked like it was going to be a massive out-of-the-park home run, ended up just being a pop fly out right at the warning track. And that makes people raise questions about this, and people are wondering why aren't the balls going farther in the COVID season's Especially the mere, um, the Field of Dreams game.
1: It was yeah, yeah, the balls ball ball were, were flying. flying.
0: Yeah. Now they change it and people are complaining. It seems like MLB fans can't find a happy medium of what they want these balls to be going like. Mm. Personally, I think if MLB wants to get more fans like me, they got to make it more interesting. They got to get the players more involved. I think bombs like that are better for the sport. And it also makes, I remember last year there was a lot of interactions between catchers, I mean, uh, pitchers and batters. Like, the batter would do, like, a walk-off flip and do, like, the pitcher's signature, like, Selly or something. And that gets in the head. There's not a lot of head games in baseball because it's more of, like, a casual... Not casual, but, like, I don't know what word I'm looking here for. It's more respectable. Uh, they're not, like, cursing each other out, like, yeah. every play, like, hockey or something like that. And they're not, like, the Selly's in hockey. You're going to get ecstatic. Sometimes you Selly in baseball when walking home from a home run and you'll get ejected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'd like to see baseball lighten up a little bit there. Obviously, the players will change with their styles, with the new balls, but I would rather see them go back with the old balls that they were hitting out of the park. And I'd say my final takes uh, for this season with baseball, I'm going to rock with the Yankees or Brewers this year winning. Uh, I really like what the Yankees did in the offseason, and I'm just going to go with the Brewers as my random team that I don't know much about, as I predicted the Braves to win it last year, randomly not knowing anything, so I'm going to go with these two teams. AJ, I know you're a Mets fan, and I know the Mets usually start off good and end a little poorly, but do you think they can pull this throughout and maybe make a playoff run?
1: Well, since last season, DeGrom was injured in the middle of the season to the end of the season. We really lost our touch on pitching. But this season, DeGrom's injured now, but he comes back in the middle of the season, which I think would spice up our pitching. And our whole issue last year was a bullpen.
0: And I mean, you have a positive record without him there already. Yes,
1: already. And our bullpen's been amazing this year so far. So I think, honestly, they can make a playoff run. I don't know if they'll make it to the World Series, but they could definitely push a playoff run. And
0: that's another thing. It's in... It would make sense and logically would make sense if he comes back and they get better. Mm-hmm. But sometimes sports, that just doesn't happen. But it would make sense. They're playing good now. They get a better player. They should be better. And maybe free agency, trade deadline, they do something. Yeah. Make a move. Mm-hmm. But... The Yankees are looking
2: pretty strong, right, Rudo? You're a Yankees fan over there. Oh, we love to see it. 11 straight right now. How about that? Yeah. So... I mean, I personally have the Yankees in the, winning this whole thing, just because standard Yankees fan. Rules. Yeah, Yankee bias, Ranky, Yankee Yankee bias. But you know, you know, it's it's just been ha- they've been having a ridiculous season. I feel like they had a great off season. Yeah. You know, not knowing a whole lot about baseball, coming in and like talking to, like my parents and stuff, like oh how the Yankees do coming in from like a you know hockey trip, and you hear like some good things about them, and then you're like okay, then you start seeing them in the in the games. Now they're 11 straight, and now you're thinking, okay, now what's going on? Now how are we going to do it?
0: And um, considering the season's still pretty new, I'm going to officially announce my baseball team, which team I'm going to root for. I've never had a baseball team officially. Uh, You guys might know that I I, I love some baseball jerseys, especially uh, I've talked about the Royals one on the podcast. Their new City Connects are so nice. National City Connects are so nice. And the Diamondback City Connects are so nice. But I'm just going to be a Phillies fan. I like the 76ers. They're probably the closest team to where we live, being in Jersey. And I just don't like New York sports enough to like a New York team. And they have those nice, really light blue jerseys that uh, AJ was telling me about earlier this week. Or maybe we'll go to a game and get some live coverage because yeah. I'm going to do some stuff in the offseason when I'm not in school, some podcast stuff, and we'll go to some games maybe. That would cool. definitely be yeah, fun. We're be actually really talking cool. about going to maybe a yard goat game up in Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing DeGrom. <laughs> yeah,
1: DeGrom. I think he might be pitching for the minor league team because that's how they, yeah. when they get off injury. They play in the minors. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. That would be funny. That would be really
0: funny. And I, love the, I love the idea of, like, major league guys playing in, like, the minors yeah. like that. Like, for a couple uh, games last season, Carey Price was playing for the Lavelle Rockets in <laughs> the AHL. And, like, he had the best average record of, like, four games or five games because he's, like, an NHL legend. When you go to the play like at such a low level. The yeah. competition's probably something like much James
2: Neal's that. playing in the AHL, but like as a wash-up right <laughs> now. I saw that they're like, I saw like, oh my where they god! They brought out like Shooter McGavin for like him to drop the puck, and he's like the real deal, James Neal. I was like, James real
0: ne- deal, Jay. I'm so glad you said the Rudolph because if you did not just say that, I was going to say it right after you're done talking. I love real deal James Neal. He's one of the meme players in the AHL Been all over the place, but oh, good guy. He had a solid career when he was good. He was, yeah. First year in Vegas was great when they made the playoffs. Now we're going to end off with the NFL. Not much to talk about. We already went over the draft stuff. The Jets had a great draft, Yo, AJ. you got to be so happy about that. What do you want to say everywhere. about that? Because I haven't actually had someone I mean, to talk about that's a Jets fan. I
1: did personally want Kyle Hamilton at the 10th pick, but even though we needed a wide receiver to match with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, even though Corey Davis is kind of yeah, washed. That, yeah, that's, so. the, that's the thing. I think they realized that Corey Davis is washed. and it's going to get more washed. So we need more youth in the I would have been court. so happy
0: with Kyle Hamilton going there, though, because he went my Bengals, rivals, Ravens. Yeah, that's in the AFC North. got so much better. But yeah. him falling there was so... I was surprised. Such a drop. And he, but the, uh, yeah. the Jets did so good.
1: Yeah, we did really good. got everything we needed, too.
0: So. Same with the Giants. Rudy, are you a Giants fan? Yes. Giants we, did pretty good. Thibodeau pretty good. and... Um,
1: Thibodeau.
0: And Evan Neal, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm two absolute units. Yeah, like, you just big. look at Thibodeau. That's just like... He's just a big guy. And it's not going to... Like, the Jets are definitely in a better shape right now. They got more close stuff that will help them now... Giants, I think they're still riding out the Daniel Jones train a little too long. I think they smart for not drafting a quarterback this year. The Giants' quarterback classes was not good. Stick with Daniel Jones till next year. Not going to be good next year. you will get a high pick. Jets, not going to be good, but not going to be bad.
1: Yeah. Like, blow out. They're young guys. You
0: can't expect them to be. And they're not like, they're good. Don't get me wrong but your wide receiver isn't going to be Jamar Chase. You can't have those expectations. Yeah. But what the Jets are doing right now is they have these guys that are going to be good two, three years at the same time. Jets, two, three, four years from now, are going to be a scary team to play. Yeah,
1: I feel, believe they gonna be pretty good in a couple I
0: of I mean, years. they'll still be good. Like I feel They'll like be, they be a lot five hundred. Yeah,
1: they'll, they'll be decent. I give it like three years, and they'll be like maybe in the playoff race. But, I mean, with your division right it's now. It's hard the, with the Bills. And then the- like,
0: well, you got to look at it. Let's look at it from the Patriots' point of view. Mm-hmm. They obviously everyone knows the Patriots were dominant for so many years, but now Bills the best team definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Dolphins get Tyreek, yeah. get a little better. Jets draft amazing, get Uzama also, and someone else just from the throat because yeah. you guys did not have a tight yeah. end. That's just not good. For, and the Bills, I mean the Patriots, Max strange the 28th pick from Chattanooga. He was projected to go in the fourth round. Yeah, Bill um,
1: Belichick's drafting. That's really Sean honest. McVay
0: and the Rams did like a live stream party and they reacted to that pick yeah, they and they were flabbergasted laughing at it and they were definitely... A couple beers down, too, doing that. And that was just so funny to see, oh, we thought we were going to get him at pick 100 and he goes 28. So I think the Patriots are in trouble there in that division. Some final takes before the season ends of left bench. Russell Wilson has skill in front of him, a decent defense, so there's no excuse right now in Denver. I think they got a great team, and the only thing holding them back was Drew Locke. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, the wide receivers never have good seasons. you got to make plays when you get the ball. The wide receivers were barely getting the ball. Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. Uh, Houston will be the worst team next year, without yeah, a doubt. no doubt. Um, this year, Jets, uh, Lions, Houston, kind of all, Jags all in that running. I think Houston easily has it this yeah, year. Houston's Lions be got horrible. a little better. They got a great wide receiver. I love that pick. And then the Jags did get better. They overpaid so many guys, though. Free agents yeah. like Christian Kirk. Um, AFC North or AFC West will have a team in the Super Bowl. That's Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and then Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, or yeah. Broncos. And then from the NFC, I'm either going NFC West, which is Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, or 49ers, or the Packers. Yeah. So I'm not going to give any teams just because the season hasn't even started yet, but I'd say it's one of those teams. I'd say yeah. your teams are probably in that, those yeah. two divisions. And, Ruto, I'd say, who do you think
2: is going to be in the Super Bowl, Ruto? I'm not the biggest football guy. I'm usually the guy that's like, oh, we're having a Super Bowl party. Well, let's <laughs> go, have, like, just yeah, go okay. hang out together and watch the Super Bowl. You know, i, I watching the Rams last year. Scary, scary. Tony, yeah, you don't even tell me about him. Yeah. Bengals, <laughs> scary. But Joe Burrow coming out and doing what he did—that's a big statement. So if he can keep going, I don't mind the Bengals keep like go living in Ohio, man. Go We go crazy there. All right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, Rudo does not have any... He's not reading off of anything. I did not tell him to say that. I am so glad that someone who's not a Bengals fan said that because I've been harping on this for so long, but it just sounds like a biased Bengals opinion. The, Joe Burrow just did that with still a bottom five offensive line. Yep. They signed offensive line. They drafted offensive linemen. We got cornerbacks. We got safeties. I think the people... I have to give the Bengals a little bit more credit. This wasn't really a fluke season. This was... A season where Joe Burrow kind of carried, but now that he won't have to evade everyone for that long, I think we could be in a little bit better of a stance, even though we already made the Super Bowl, so it doesn't really get much better than that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the best part of the podcast. This day in sports history, the year is 1988. New Jersey Devils coach Jim Schofield tells referee Don Koharski to eat another donut, you fat pig. He was suspended. This was the Bruins series where the referees did quit mid-series and they had to get... Back referees for the series. The what happening was after the game, they're walking to the locker rooms, walking down the same path. The referee stumbled, looked like he got pushed by Schofield, and the referee lost. It suspended Schofield on the spot. Which, if you look at the video, it wasn't really a push. But what the funny thing is, this has gone down in a lot of hockey fans' memories. Just um, Coach Jim Schofield screaming at the ref, "Eat another donut, you fat pig!" The way he's saying it in a Canadian accent, no cursing or anything, just like a polite insult coming from a Canadian man really funny there wasn't much other interesting things on this day in sports history that's why this one isn't as good as some of the other ones but it is something that i find pretty funny and that i know a lot of hockey fans joke about all right ladies and gentlemen that was the very last left bench podcast of me and dante's freshman year here at quinnipiac the season one ended in uh, semester one season two just ends now with semester two ending, there will most likely be content coming at you guys on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok over the off season when we we're not in school. Make sure you follow us on all those social medias for different types of updates on the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the MLB and NFL season. We get back in September, so NFL will just be starting and the MLB playoffs will almost be starting, so a lot of stuff to talk about when we get back. Thank you all for listening in for the whole season, and thank you, Rudo and AJ, for coming in today and talking. I had oh, a blast is. having you guys here. Yeah, else. thank you for having us out yeah, here. This is you. awesome. Uh, one fun. more thank you to everyone for listening throughout this whole year. This podcast has been a lot to me and Dante, and so cool that we're able to get a uh, podcast as freshmen here at Quinnipiac um we came in joined wqaq big shout out to jack Maine. he did a great job this year and we'll definitely be back next year um trying to come out with new things next year um, different style maybe so you'll definitely see some new changes but it'll be the same voices all right for the last time of my freshman year have a great day ladies and gentlemen